I didn't talk about Oppenheimer or Barbie, but I'm going to talk about this. Hello, I'm Jason, the last manager of the last video store in the universe, a.k.a. Binge Movies Home Video. And when I'm not talking about, uh, well, ranking movies or figuring out how I'm going to categorize my own personal collection of VHS or running the last video store in the universe as its most prestigious manager. I am going to the movie theater and watching movies and trying to provide some sort of commentary about whether or not I think it's worth your time and worth your hard-earned money. If you're on Patreon, patreon.com slash binge movies, you get these instant reactions plus a whole host of other benefits uh, and you get extended editions of these uh, instant reactions. You get them a little bit earlier and you get them extended. Go into more spoiler ter territory, more riff territory, uh, where I sort of uh, uh, get into more like a film analysis than film criticism per se. Um, okay, the Meg 2. <laughs> I could see... This going 40 minutes or five minutes. I'm already at a minute and a half, so it's probably not gonna be five. Buckle up, buckos. Um I wanted to, you know, I wanted to say at some point, are there going to be Megs in this Meg 2 movie? The trailer has a line that says. That's the biggest Megalodon anyone, that's the biggest Megalodon I've ever seen. And to which Jason Satham says, that's the biggest Megalodon anybody's seen. And you're thinking, oh my God. It's going to be this bigger, giant, prehistoric shark. Bigger than the one from the last movie. The, uh, they even say in the movie, the apex predator. The absolute biggest thing. And then there's also a tease in the trailer of other prehistoric creatures who are going to come up from the trench and, and attack some, you know, uh, some basically, you know, the Indonesian sea, right. And they're going to, they're going to appear in the Andaman sea or somewhere off the coast of Indonesia or Thailand. And a bunch of people are going to be meleeed by these prehistoric monsters and the, and how are they going to overcome it? If you've seen the first Meg, you know that it's a very boring movie that takes itself too serious and focuses too much on the human characters and is heavily funded by the Chinese government and is a movie that is half made for American audiences and half made for Chinese audiences. And then the last 20 minutes, they, they attack some resort somewhere, and that's when all of the kind of sci-fi channel schlock happens. That's when the quote-unquote fun happens. And you think, okay, for the Meg 2, they're going to learn their lesson and go, nobody really gives a shit about some half-assed story about sea exploration and this mythological trench and the whatever because these are all based on books these movies are based on books uh and there's all like seven of these books and they're adaptations we don't really give a care crap about that we want to see jason statham fight giant prehistoric sharks in increasingly improbable situations 
That's what we, at least, we don't really want any of this, but if, we're, if that's what we want, that's what we want. Prehistoric monsters killing people. Kind of a disaster movie. Can I tell you how this movie opens? Jason Statham becomes an eco-terrorist who is a vigilante, vigilante eco-terrorist like Batman who is showing up on ships to confront people to expose them for dumping toxic waste. And we spend an inordinate amount of time learning the corporate logistics of this corporation that has now merged. There's been two companies that have merged. Um, the main female character, I don't even remember her name for the first movie, is not in it, but the daughter is back, same actress. Um, now it's her brother. They've completely written, um, what was his name, Bing Bing, uh, out. And now we have another, No, we have her brother now. So all of the surviving Chinese actors of the last movie, except for the little girl, they've all been written out of the movie. They're all dead. They're all dead. They're all di they all died off screen. And now we got new Chinese actors. And my only guess is perhaps there, so people got blacklisted by the Chinese government. I don't know, right? Because there was a whole thing where certain actors were being blacklisted and disappearing and just crazy stuff. Um, there's no story explanation for it. There's no necessity for it. It's just like that's what it is. A couple of people come back. Cliff Curtis comes back and Paige Kennedy comes back. And then about the hour, about the three quarters of the way through, Mark, I would say, Paige Kennedy and Cliff Curtis end up becoming Burt Gummers from the Tremor sequels, direct-to-video sequels. And that's where the movie goes. The movie ends up going this direction where it's bad action horror comedy. Bad comedy of like, I'm going to whoop that shark's ass. Whoa, no. Like, it's, I, you're like, you know it when you see it. It's a sort of humor that was in movies like, ooh, ass blasters. Ho, ho, ho. Transform, like uh, Tremors. It's not the humor that was in the original Tremors, which seemed like real people sort of joking around with each other, which is what I enjoy. It's this over-the-top, broad, not like not even bad slapstick. I don't even know what to call it. It's, it's, it's trying to get people who aren't fucking funny to be funny on screen because you ain't got nothing else for them to do. And that's what the last 20 minutes of this movie is. It is, it's a complete repeat of the last 20 minutes of the, of the previous film. Um, just now with more spectacle, um, we cut away from Jason Statham fighting Three sharks, including the biggest megalodon apex predator anybody's ever seen. That does not factor into the movie whatsoever. The megs are off screen for two thirds of this movie. There's another prehistoric beast that is set up in the film and teased all throughout. Doesn't factor in really at all, really. Like it, some shit happens kind of towards the end. Nothing interesting. Um, some of the special effects here look a decade old. There, this is poorly directed. It is the principal cast from the first film. Jason Statham is no great actor by any stretch of the imagination, but he is acting circles around Sienna Gilroy, Skylar Samuels, and the main villain, who I forget his name. Um, the main human antagonist is horrendous. Um, the, those two female actresses, horrendous. 
Their characters, horrendous, pointless, nonsensical, and they make up two-thirds of this movie. We are introduced to a megalodon at the beginning of the film, and you think, well, this will factor in in some way, shape, or form. It does not. Not really. Um, if you see Jason Statham on a water, on a jet ski, hunting down three sharks with three homemade explosive spears, and he's going to, by hand, try to chuck these spears down the gullets of giant prehistoric sharks, you would think that's awesome for what it is, right? If that appeals to you, that fucking appeals to you. And that and that alone is why you're buying a ticket for this movie. Can I tell you, they cut away from that scene so that Jason Statham can get into a gunfight with some D-list actor who you've never fucking heard of to have a shootout with him for the 12th time in this movie? It's fine if what you say is all we have is a 20-minute premise. That, that's, it shouldn't be a movie, but that's fine. If that's what you're going to do, all we've got is a 20-minute premise and some nifty, goofy, silly, stupid shark to puss versus Megalodon or whatever bullshit. That's fine. You want to put $70 million behind it of Chinese money? That's fine. I don't give a fuck. Warner Brothers, just don't give a fuck about your reputation. That's clear. That's very clear. That's fine. That's all fine. I can get, I can get behind all of that. You want to populate this with CBS primetime television guest appearance level actors who, are, who, who could not get a reoccurring role on CSI LA are outacted by Chris O'Donnell. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Never heard of these people. They don't fucking matter. They must trend well on TikTok in China. That's all I know, right? Or they're collaborators with the Chinese government. That's fine. That's fine. But then the, to, to then go, so instead of what we're going to focus on is the, the human versus human interest aspect of, you know, e ecology and all this sort of bullshit. Some of the most far-fetched stuff, people are free diving at 75,000 feet below sea level. They've gone past the thermocline and are at the bottom of the ocean floor beyond the thermocline. At 75,000 feet, and they are free diving and just swimming in the water. To have scenes completely ripped off of Temple of Doom, to have scenes completely, I mean, like there's, there's four or five action beats in this movie alone that you will be like, oh, I've, I know exactly where they lifted that from. But once you get past that, okay, if you're going to make me sit through all of that, and once you get past all this green screen bullshit movie making, lowest common denominator, nobody's even in the same fucking room horse shit that is this movie. Spy kids type bullshit. Once the fucking sharks are the main focus of your movie do not cut the fuck away from them to go back to the horse shit that i just sat through for an hour and 15 minutes there is what could have and 
I'm not a sports fan, but this is what I imagine it's like to be a sports fan. You're when you're watching a game and you see that man, that that player on the wing is fucking open. If they could just get the ball to the left wing, he's wide open for a three. And then you watch the guy pass it to a heavily guarded person, heavily guarded fucking center who cannot dunk. And then he misses the layup because the shot gets blocked. The other team gets the ball, runs down the court, and fucking scores on your ass. That's what watching this movie felt like to me. Because they'd set something up and you go, oh my God, this could be good. This could be, I don't like this direction, but there could be a good set piece here. I don't like the fact that we're focusing on humans and corporate espionage. But if we are in these G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra level, Marlon Wayne's discount Iron Man suits, which they've made up for this movie, that somehow allow normal human beings to be in, in, walk around the trench at least, at least for two hours, no more. They can't go. They don't have that capacity. They can't go beyond two hours. Like we're not saying 15 minutes. We're saying two hours. There's not a real threat there. But anyway, so, and our summaries are damaged. We have to walk across the bottom of the trench, not be spotted by the Megalodons who are attracted to heat and light. So it's a walk in utter darkness across this fucking trench full of other prehistoric sea creatures, the likes of which mankind has never encountered to get to this clandestine underground base to figure out who the, this other corporation is that's doing undersea mining shenanigans to get precious metals. Um, your precious, precious Swiss banks. Um, <laughs> fine. That's a great, oh, and by the way, it's going to take three kilometers to get there. These suits aren't made for this sort of activity, and we're going to run the fuck out of oxygen. That has all the makings of a really great set piece. But the scene looks like shit. It's edited like shit, and it's populated by the most obnoxious characters and the shittiest actors you've seen in a movie with this kind of budget. And they're not in the suits. Their faces have been Mark Ruffaloed into the masks. They couldn't even be bothered to make suits and film the actors in the suits. Their, their heads, their faces are CGI'd into the helmets. They're CGI'd into the helmets. And at times it is so egregious, it is staggering to me. And they fumble it because there's something that happens towards the end. That I'm like, oh my gosh, if you did this and you did this, you did this, this is Billy. Really, the guy's open. If you did this and this, and we, get, and we finally get to the door. And as soon as you get to the door, you think you're safe. But then this happens. It would be amazing. They, it's such a shit job of building tension. And it goes on so long. And it's directed so badly and acted so poorly that as you watch it unfold, you're fucking bored. How do you take such an interesting thrilling set piece and make it so boring, Ben Wheatley. Answer me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm being semi-hyperbolic, but only a little bit because it's like, you you blew it! That's what I wanted to say to this movie. You blew it! And then, again, the world's biggest megalodon. How's that going to factor in? It doesn't at all. It doesn't at all. 
Okay. Uh, there's three megs. How's that going to factor in? Doesn't at all. Doesn't factor in whatsoever. Not a factor. Sharks don't really matter. But to that dog from the first movie, you thought that was funny, right? He's back. That little dog, they're back. I don't know if the humans are the same people because they don't have names or not characters, but the dog is back and he almost gets eaten by a shark again. And the, and the, the land set piece is fucking tremors. It's, it's, it's these two guys who are comedy buffoons, um, fucking fighting lizards that can swim prehistoric lizards that at no point in time look like they're, they, or they've ever finished rendering, let alone are believably in the scene. It's staggering. All right. Uh, if you are, would I recommend the movie? No. Is it worth your time? No. I went into this. Hey, it's dumb. It's stupid. Give me something dumb. Give me something stupid. Give me something silly. This is make two. It's going to know what it wants to be. It's learned the lessons from its very boring predecessor. It's going to lean into it. We're all going to get to laugh and have a good time and enjoy the ride. I sat in a moving fucking seat. I allowed myself to be, let's make this a theme park attraction so that we get maximum thrills, maximum entertainment. And I was mostly bored to the point of frustration, not tears. Would not recommend, give it like a star and a half, two stars. Two stars is generous, but by the end, got my mind working. Last 20 minutes, I thought, how do you do this? How do you fuck up such an easy money-making thing twice? Twice. You fucked it up twice. <sighs> okay. For patrons, I actually know what I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about why movies like this are hurt due to a lack of character actors. We do not have character actors anymore in the old school sense, and it hurts mostly movies like this. If you are a patron, stay tuned, because this rolls on. If you are not a patron, binge on. Mm -hmm.